We're starting a series this month from Psalm 103 entitled, Start Here, Seek God. I'm going to invite you to open your Bible. You can open your Westover app as well. And throughout the month, we're going to talk about seeking God. Several years ago, a gentleman reached out to me and he said, I, I bought a, a small two-passenger plane and I'd like to take you on a, on a flight. We'll just fly around and I'd like you to go with me to see my plane and we'll, fly, we'll, just, we'll just cruise around a little bit. I said, well, what harm could that be? I'll just go with him. I showed up at the, the small airport and got into this two-passenger single prop plane. I buckle up, we went down the runway, and we took off. I, I think we were going probably eight, ten thousand 10,000 feet in the air, going over, and he's pointing out things to me, kind of intriguing. I won't tell you, I'm not a real fan on heights, okay? I like being on the ground, okay? I, I prefer that. I, I really don't, I can't say I enjoy, ever enjoy a flight. But this, this pilot... I thought he was a nice guy. He did something with, with really out explaining it to me. He took the plane up just as high and fast as we went up with the intention of causing the engine to stall. I didn't know you, do, you did that, but, but pilots after practice, he's practicing that with me in the plane. <laughs> he goes up and the engine dies. Yeah, the engine goes off. And the moment it does, the plane tilts down and begins to plunge towards the ground. And I see, I see the ground coming at me at a rate that I don't like to... I, I, I can imagine that's what that bug sees before it hits your windshield, okay? That's how, I had that kind of a feeling right then and there. And we're going down. Well, he starts the engine and we level off. He said, well, you think about that. You know, I, I actually lied. I said, that was good. I actually told a lie. God, forgive me. <laughs> there was nothing good about that. I want you to know, when that engine went off and it turned down, I began to pray. And I discovered there are moments you pray different kind of prayers. I was not praying about a close parking spot at the grocery store. I was not praying that next weekend the worship leader would, would worship and lead my favorite song. I, I wasn't praying about the traffic on 1604. At that moment, my, all those trivial prayers were aside, and I began to pray this. Jesus, save us, my God, I don't want to die now. That's the kind of prayer I prayed. You see, not all moments are equal. There are moments in your life, you'll pray a prayer. There are moments in your life, something happens and all moments are not created equal. Yeah, the birth of a child. The day you got married. Not all moments are created equal in your life. And I ask rhetorically, could it be today it's not just another Sunday? Could this moment be a, 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 a unique moment in which you say, today I start seeking God?
Today, I'm starting here. Today, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my life on a new trajectory. I, I'm going to go further. I'm going to do something in my spiritual life I've never done before. Start here. Seek God. We're going to be looking throughout the month in Psalm 103. Psalm 103 was penned by David. Interesting, Psalm 103 is mentioned in the New Testament four times. Wow, this one psalm, it speaks to us. Now, if you'll open your print Bible, you want to open to your Westover app, I want to, I want to show you something that perhaps we normally don't see in Scripture. It'll appear on the screen. The, it'll be the chapter number, Psalm 103. Before the first verse, in smaller print, typically italicized, there's what's called the superscription of the verse. The superscription. It's going to tell you something about the psalm. It frequently occurs in the book of Psalms. Sometimes it says this song, this psalm is to be sung. It'll tell you what instruments to sing it with. Sometimes the superscription will say this is to be sung to the tune of and it will mention another ancient song and you were to sing this song the same way. But notice here, Psalm 103, it just simply says, of David. Now, David wrote this in the latter part of his life. And it just, when he writes this psalm, he's just saying, David. Do you ever talk to yourself? <laughs> you, know, you ever just have a conversation? Well, I do. Yeah, I just, you know, sometimes I, I'll say, you know, something good happened. Way to go, Jim, way to go. That was good. That was a good thing to do. And sometimes I, I say, you know, guy, get over it. You know, you just need to, you ever just talk to yourself? Do you ever just muse and, and you're speaking to yourself? That's what David is doing here. He's writing a psalm which is going to be for all the time. But at this moment, it's, he's talking from his heart that the years of experience are coming out. He's musing, he's speaking, and he's, he's saying, I'm not pointing my finger at somebody else. This one is for me. This one is for me, David. He says, David, sometimes we need to talk to ourselves. Guys, sometimes we need to just talk to ourselves and not put it up for a vote in the family. I think too many people, they play spiritual patty cake in the family. They just let every, it's, it's whatever, what everybody else wants to do. We're going to make everybody happy. And they play spiritual patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. Let's stay home from church as much as we can. Yeah. 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 Who wants to go to church? You want to go to church? Yeah. You want, no, you don't go. Okay. We won't go this week. Well, next week, this one won't want to go. And next month, this one won't want to go. There's times we just don't put it up for a vote. We need to talk to ourselves and we need to make some heart decisions. He says, David, he's talking to himself. Then one verse, verse number one, 
I'm going to spend my time in verse number one today. Let's, let's examine it. It says, praise the Lord. One version says, bless the Lord. Your Bible may say, bless the Lord. The NIV here says, praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. And from this verse, I want to give us some principles on seeking God. Wherever you're at, wherever you're, whatever you're going through, wherever your journey is, may I invite you to start here. Begin to seek God. Your plane may be plunging. You may be having one of those moments where you're not praying the trivial prayers of the past and you're saying, God, I need you. God, I'm facing this. Maybe you're at one of those crucial moments in life. Principle number one. It's right from God's word. Here it is. Life works best when God is first. Oh, I'll say that again. Life works best when God is first. I, if you could get that in your spirit, you will, you will benefit your life. If you could teach one thing to your children, if you could instill one truth in their heart, it, it would be that. Life works best when God is first. That's a lesson we're always learning. Isn't that true? Life just works best when God is first. It says in Psalm 103, verse 1, all my inmost being, when God is first. He didn't say, I will bless the Lord with, with some, some of the time and occasionally and with some of my heart. All my inmost being. The word all will occur nine times in this chapter. And it begins in verse number 1. And he's saying, I'm going to praise him with all. In other words, life works best. David is talking to himself. David, life will work best when you put God first. It reminds me of Exodus chapter 20 when we have the Ten Commandments. And the first of the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Do you know what God is saying in the first commandment? Put God first because life will work better for you. Put God first. Life will work better. I'll say parenthetically, we sometimes will say, oh, I broke one of the commandments. I'm not sure that that language is, is correct. I don't think we really break the commandment. I think what happens when we don't obey the commandments, they break us. Our lack of obedience breaks us. Yes. When God's not first, then I see in my life the breakdown. I, I, I see the failure. I, I see things are not as they should. It would be Jesus in Matthew, excuse me, Mark chapter 12. When he's asked, well, how do we keep all the commandments and what's the most important one? And Jesus is going to teach us. Here it is. Love the Lord with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And if you'll do that, you'll keep all the commandments of the law and the prophets. There's that word all again. He says, love the Lord with all. And he broke it down into four categories. Love the Lord with all of your heart. Your heart speaks of your passions and your devotion. 
Love the Lord with all of your mind. That speaks of your thoughts and your plans. Love the Lord with, with all of your strength. That speaks of your energy and your resources. Love the Lord with all of your soul. That speaks of your core and the center of your life. And Jesus will say in that verse, four times he'll mention the word all. All of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. Jesus didn't say love the Lord with 25% here, 25% here, 25% here, and 25%. I'll add them up and that's 100%. No, 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 no. No, he said life works best when God is first. You know what we learn? <laughs> we're, 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 we're in this journey and we're always learning this. This is like David. We learn when it comes to God, there's no cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take a little bit of this and move it over here. Yeah, I'll just highlight this and cut and paste it over here. I'll put a little prayer here and a, I'll put a little devotion up there. I'll put a little bit of commitment there, a little bit of trust here, and a little bit of faith there. We kind of cut and paste in our life. And we've all discovered when you cut and paste with God, the soul begins to diminish. You see, at no plane in Scripture does God say his will and his higher purposes are ever put on sale. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm waiting for that Jesus commitment to go on sale. Uh, you know, I'm, my hand's going to go up when the price comes down. Oh, it's not with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength. But if, if they ever give an altar call that I can occasionally give God some of my, my mind, I'll occasionally give God some of my heart, I'll occasionally give God some of my soul, my hand will go up then. There's no discounts. Life works best when God is first. I want to, for a moment, I, I want to illustrate this for us if I can. Just give me a chance. I, I want to pick this up. This is a five-gallon bucket. Okay, I can, I can put five gallons worth of water in this. I can put five gallons worth of coffee in this. Mmm, that's good, doesn't it sound? Five gallons worth of ice cream in that. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Five gallons worth of sand. Why? Because it's designed for five gallons. It was manufactured. It was, it was produced to have the capacity for five gallons. This bucket is like our life. God says, I have created you. And he said, I want you to love me with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. And when, when God is first, life works best. We're just like this bucket. But I also got a second one. And uh, I created a two and a half gallon bucket out of it, okay? Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, I made a two and a half gallon bucket of this. I cut it right in half. Oh God, no, I don't want to give you all. I want to give you half-hearted worship. I want to give you a half of a commitment. 
I don't want to follow all of your word. I want to, I want to follow a few of the promises, but I don't want to follow everything. God, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to I, reorder my whole life. I just want to find comfortable places where you fit in. You know that this is now a two and a half gallon bucket. I'd have called Home Depot and said, if you want to, I'll make you some more of them. See if you can sell them. Yeah. Well, theoretically, this is a two and a half gallon bucket. It'll never work. It'll, it'll never hold two and a half gallons of water. It'll never hold two and a half gallons of coffee, sand, whatever. Well, it is theoretically a two and a half gallon, gallon bucket. It'll always be empty because it was designed by the manufacturer to be five gallons. I said the bucket is like us. You were designed by God. And God says life will always work best when God is first. I will bless the Lord oh, all my soul. But if we ever try to say, God, no, no, God, I, I don't want all of that. God, I can't go that far. God, I'm not that interested. I'm not going to go that far down the pathway. What we end up saying is, God, it doesn't work for me. I, 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 I go to church, but I don't have the joy I have. I, I try to do the things that have those prayers just don't seem to work for me. I pray prayers and they don't say, are you praying prayers? Are you standing on, on promises that just never work out? C could it be that we're trying to function in a half-hearted mode, a halfway that God is not first and foremost in our life? You were designed by God to be filled with him. You were designed by God to be the habitation of the presence of God. And when you get the presence of God, you get the peace of God. You get the grace of God. You get the goodness of God. Well, I don't see God doing good things in my life because we're half-hearted. And half-hearted never works. Hmm. I've discovered right before God does an amazing thing in our lives, God begins to increase. God begins to call us to increase the capacity. If you're sensing in your heart God is calling you to do more, to be more, to step out more, to believe more, to obey more, to realign with God, I will tell you, he's preparing you for something amazing. Every amazing thing God does in our life is preceded by God calling us to a new level of saying, God, give us more. Give me more. Here was David. He opens this on David. He talks to himself. He's saying to himself, I... I've got to learn the lesson that I've, I feel like I've already learned. But somewhere I thought I was giving God all my soul, but I wasn't. 
I wasn't giving God my full, my everything. I, I was halfway. I, I am the psalmist of Israel. But the songs were being sung in the synagogue. But they weren't being sung from my heart. And he tells himself, you need to, you need to do it with all your inmost being. Life works best when God is first. Principle number two about seeking God. Choices will shape our soul. Yes. What shapes the soul? Our choices. Now for some of us, there was a bad experience in the past that have, that have wounded our emotions. That can happen. There can be a tragedy in the past that has scarred our memories. That can happen. But our choices shape our soul. And our soul is the means to solve and cure the other things in our life. Notice again Psalm 103 verse 1. He says, praise the Lord, O my soul. There he talks about it. If it can get in my soul, it will get in every other part of my life. What is he teaching us? You want to seek God? Understand that choices shape the soul. Yeah. I can, I can look at people's social media and I can, I can sometimes predict where they're going in life because what they, they like or dislike today will be an indicator of where they're going to be later. You see, we understand that our choices today become our way of life tomorrow. And, and here, David is saying, I, if, if I want more of God, I, I, I've got to. If I'll make the choice today, if I will make the choice, if, if I will bring the honest, genuine, all of my soul within me, if I will make that choice, it will create a different life for me tomorrow. Yes. Choices. They shape the soul. In God's word, there are commandments. Always pay attention to the commandments. But all through scripture, there are choices. There's a choice to do it a higher way and do it God's way, or we can go and do it our own way. It's a choice. It's one that we make. And scripture tells us that choices will shape the soul. He says in Verse number one, praise the Lord. Some versions render it, bless the Lord. Hmm, why does it say in one version, bless the Lord? And one version, it says like the NIV here, it says, praise the Lord. Because the word for praise is not the common Hebrew word that we typically refer to, which is hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Typically in the Bible, one of the most popular words for praise is the word hallelujah. The word hallelujah we say is actually a Hebrew word. Hallelujah. You go to, you go to the Holy Land 
And if somebody is, is happy about something, there's a celebration. They got a promotion. Something good happens in their life. Uh, a Jewish person might say, hallelujah. Sometimes we do that. God touches you. God heals you. God blesses. God shows you his goodness. God comes through. God saves somebody. God, God shows you his goodness. And you say, hallelujah. Why? It's a responsive expression that's the word hallelujah it's a wonderful expression of worship but psalm 103 is not the hebrew word hallelujah it's the hebrew word barak barak hallelujah means we praise god for what he's done this hebrew word barak means to worship him for who he is. Mm. Worship him for who he is. You know, there's sometimes we worship for what God's done. <coughs> yes. Yes, we do. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we worship for who he is. You with me? Track with me? Come on. Fellas, sometimes you kiss your wife for what she's done. Sometimes you kiss her for who she is. Are you following me? Yeah. She does this for you, does that, maybe makes you something, does something, attends, buys you something, picks your favorite out, goes, runs an errand, you, you kiss her for what she's done. But sometimes you look across the room and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're tracking with me, aren't you guys? Huh? Yeah. You kiss her for who she is. Worship. Sometimes I come in and I worship for for what God's done. Nothing wrong with that. We open with worship. Today that way we, we sing. Pastor Lindsay led us in the, in the chorus. I know he can do all things. He can win every battle. He's never lost a battle. I listen to you. I listen to you sing that. He can do all things. He's never lost a battle. You're worshiping for what he's done. But the very next song we sang, it was living water, living water. Oh, God, you're just living water. It's not what he's done. It's who he is. They're both good. Sometimes I, I thank God for what I've seen his hand do in my life, what he's done. But there are times when I haven't seen God's hand and I just need to seek God's face. Sometimes I say, God, I, I don't see your hand. I can't right now in my life and this is, I can't name something that good has happened recently, but this time my soul is gonna make a choice. I'm not going to let circumstances and the economy and the, and the situation and the problem and the stress and the heartache. It's not going to shape my soul. My choices are going to shape my soul. And I'm going to choose to worship him. To worship him. And I'm going to invite you to join me in worship right now. All across the auditorium, would you stand together with me? Whether you worship him for what God's done or doing, or you worship him for who he is. There is a worship that I believe God wants from us. There's a worship that God is seeking from us. 
there is an experience God wants to do and it's that moment when the plane, the engine went out. My prayer was changed at that moment. When that plane began to plummet down, I'm not praying. I hope, I hope we get to the restaurant 10 minutes sooner when we get there, put our name on the way. That was, I just hoping to live another day at that moment, okay? There's moment, could this be a moment when things, the trajectory of things change? Is this a moment you say, God, I need to get in your presence. I'm gonna seek you and I'm gonna start here. So with your voice and with your heart, would you lift it up, Pastor Lindsay and worship team lead us into the presence of God. Would you just do it? Oh God, we worship you, Lord. Come on, let's worship. Oh God, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, mighty God.